If you've been watching or listening in the past year or so, then you know that I am committed to movements seeking justice. In that spirit, this week I am yielding my space to Jacob Latta, who is an artist and activist here in the Twin Cities. I'm Rachel Keefe, and this is Monday's Muse. I'm Jacob Latta, and uh, I come from many places. Um, I just moved to Minnesota three years ago. I am an artist activist um, and uh, um, a free agent of freedom. And I work with many other people in this pursuit. I give my free time to this because we have no more time left. I spend a lot of time doing uh, what I'm doing uh, with Justice for Philando um, and Justice for Jamar Clark and any other person, whether it be a white person or a black person, shot and killed in injustice, I have time to defend them. We're hearing a lot more about um, police shooting people dead with their body cams not working. Um, so yeah, it's very prevalent and as a half black, half white man, um, I'm a black man in this society. That white does not matter. Um, and all lives matter. Just want to get that out the way, but that's not our, our pressing um, um, emphasis. It's the fact that black lives have not mattered for a while. And the statement, it doesn't have to be an organization, the statement that black lives matter is so contradicting in our society. Um, the fact that we cannot stomach to say black lives matter. Uh, it's easy to say that all lives matter, um, but have you ever had to wear this costume? Um, have you ever been at a bus stop and taken to jail for smoking a cigarette by the bus stop? And when you try to figure out the time that the bus is coming and that cigarette's in your mouth and you're in there less than two seconds and a police officer sees you and you're brought to jail for 12 hours, that's when um, you're not being treated fairly as a person. You're being treated like a black person. Um, standing in front of the governor's mansion with an arrangement of, of ethnic backgrounds to watch a, a white woman in her 60s pull up in her brand new Lexus and her to get out with tears running down her face and she just wanted to let us know that her husband and her live in that house right there right next to the governor's mansion. And she has been awakened to some of the injustices that are going on. She doesn't know where to start. And all she's doing is asking how she can help. And when I watch that lady with her gold rings and her platinum rings and her and herself asking if she can do our laundry and that simple gesture of being a human saying that there's a need and I can provide for that need that's, that's, that's one simple example that can give me hope. That one person reaching out to another people or a group of people. I had to be born in darkness to know what true light was for myself. Um, I was deprived of a lot of things. I didn't walk until I was seven years old. My father that my mother met, actually she, he choked my mother when I was in her womb. The same father that when she married, she was abandoned by her own father. All this lack of acceptance, all of this judgment. I had to learn to a tenth degree what judgment was doing, specifically to me as a child. 
a half-black, half-white child. Uh, I've heard my sister being raped. I've heard that. I've, I hear those screams. To come from that past of pain, my weaknesses will no longer be my weaknesses. My, my weakness will now become my strength. My testimony will be my virtue. And through us having some, uh, what is it, relating, when we can relate. And we can relate on so many levels, but people don't always choose to recognize those levels. Hey, you have 10 fingers, so do I. Some people don't have 10 fingers. And, and um, the fact that we can say, I'm a human and you're a human, what's your favorite food? What are your parents like? Where were you born? Um, those are just generals, but we can start chipping that ice to say, what makes you comfortable? What doesn't make you comfortable? What gender pronouns do you prefer? Then we're getting more specific at our individualism. And our individualism isn't something to be, to, to isolate ourselves from the world. It's to involve ourselves. I, I like to tell people, I'm a string, you're a string, or I'm a blade of grass and you're a blade of grass. And we can't hold anything by ourselves. But when we weave together, as a society, we sure can carry a whole lot. You know what? A lot of people, a lot of people ask me, what can I do? How can I help? Okay. And, and I, feel, I feel like sometimes I, I, um, I'm recognized um, by people because of being in the media or whatever. And that's, that's beautiful. And that's, um, I'm, I'm really nothing. I allow stuff to come into me. I allow uh, spirituality to be involved in my life experience. And, and allowing that, that spirit in has given me so many more outlets and art and music and, um, and uh, we, we don't deny ourselves of these sacred um, intellectual uh, ways of, to communicate. Um, schools have stripped down um, arts and music especially because those are, those are the most um, spiritually exploring activities so they don't want us to do that. In fact, they wake children up very early in the morning so that their minds are numb so they can, they, they can feed them the systematic knowledge and give them false history. Um, so I would say when people ask me what they can do, uh, people that are becoming awoken in our society, um, I'm a white person, how can I help you as a black person? How can I help this movement or this action? Or, or what can I do as a white person in this society, living, living in this unjust society? Um, well, it has to do with more than just asking one person. We must ask each other. I must, I must talk to you. I must walk uh, 38 yards to that person that I don't know and get to know them. We need to start getting to know each other. They've divided us. And when I say they, I think a lot of us know who they are. But if you don't, um, basically, um, when you go into a hospital and you, you are hurt or you are ill and, and you just need to be taken care of, well, they are the people that have told you if you can or not be helped. You never get to meet them. So why don't we start getting to know each other? And if you're asking me how you can help, I might have some things that I need help with, but uh, the final answer to that question is keep asking more people how you can help them. And you'll, you'll be able to help a lot more people that way. No, I, I think, um, I think we, we all matter. We just gotta be involved in this basket, in this cornucopia of culture. We cannot isolate ourselves anymore. Um, 
I, I know I've gotten to meet some of the most wonderful um, people, no matter what color, no matter what creed, no matter if they're wearing a uniform or not. There's some amazing people out here. Now, when you start unifying and working together to solve these historic problems, and we need to stop genocide. Uh, we need to stop the genocide of the black man. Um, we need to start um, putting our black sisters uh, in the head of, of the line um, because those, those deprivations are, are, uh, are so costly so costly and if i if i recognize someone's i mean start just recognizing people's um lack of last note um i always i hear i hear people say um, um can i help you and and how about let's like kind of remove some of that to just going and helping them to just go ahead if you see a solution to a problem go ahead and and we gotta be we gotta be more than what we are. Special thanks to Jacob for taking the time to sit down with us and share his experiences and his wisdom. If you're new to Monday's Muse, please subscribe to the channel, like and share the video, and if you're watching on YouTube, please leave a comment below. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week.